yesterday we found out that uh, sadly it, it finally happened. Stan Lee passes away at the age of 95 years old. I uh, wanted to take a few minutes to talk about Stan Lee and everything he's done in his life. And to do so, uh, i got a special guest on the line today from both Looper.com and Grunge.com, writer for both websites, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Floorwalker. Hello, sir. Hello. How is it going today? You know what? It's kind of sad. I even broke out the all-black Avengers shirt for today. Yep, yep. I got uh, got my shirt with a great big red Marvel logo for everybody to see. And it's, uh, it, it was certainly a bummer. It's not like we didn't know it was coming. Uh, but, uh, man, it's, it's what can you say about somebody like Stan Lee? I mean, he had a hand in creating or created himself so many of the characters we love. And, and his influence, obviously, is just so far and wide. Yeah, Mike. Let me. I, I want to start here because as a writer, you you usually have to have a different angle on you know how you write articles and what's gonna you know be that interesting take on it. When when a guy like Stanley dies, what's the angle you're looking at? Like what what's the article you want to write? Strangely enough, I, I actually uh, or have you been planning on this? Looper. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I wrote an article for Looper about a year ago. It's just kind of like a retrospective of his life, and I think that's that's the way a lot of people have been approaching it. My colleague uh, AJ, who's the big boss of uh, of news at Looper, wrote a fantastic piece yesterday, just kind of going over uh, his early years and and how he got into the comics business and how everything kind of you know springboarded from there. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> Started out in New York City delivering sandwiches and, and uh, you know, came to Timely Comics as an editor and rose his way up through the ranks. And obviously he and Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby um, just 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 did it all. You know, between between those three guys, they, they changed comics. And, of course, now uh, the, the movie industry and really just kind of entertainment as we know it. Was it, to me, kind of the, the difference between... You know, like your Marvel characters and your DC characters is, and and you know some of it goes back to Stanley, but you know, like you brought up, like Jack Kirby and some of the other you know writers for this, their heroes seemed more grounded in life. Where you look at you know Spider Man, Spider Man mm-hmm. didn't have an easy life. He was the nerd. He you know didn't have a lot of money. He had you know other things going on in his life besides, oh, just a green stone makes me lose my powers. Probably won't shock you to learn that I'm much more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. No. I, I, I I like DC comics. I read The Flash. I read Firestorm, The Nuclear Man. You know, when I was a kid. But but you're right. I think that's that's something that Lee really brought to the table that no other writers or editors had really thought about before. DC comics had these kind of larger than life, godlike heroes with. Uh, no, no real sense of, of of humanity that anybody could relate to, and and uh, when they created the Fantastic Four, when they created Spider Man, um, Lee's boss at, at Marvel was was all over him for. It. He's like, this isn't going to work. Uh, people hate spiders. You, you can't have a Spider Man. Uh, teen teenagers can only be sidekicks. What yeah. are you doing here? And you know, fortunately, he didn't listen. But uh, I, I think that was probably his single greatest contribution was recognizing that readers and especially younger readers really needed something to relate to and connect to on a personal level and and it took that to an extreme you know with with, with the x-men 
who he created with the express purpose of, you know, being able to, of mutants kind of being able to stand in for various other disenfranchised groups and to explore social issues in a way that had never been done before. Is there any of Stan's Lee, Stan Lee's work that really stands out, that, that, that really resonates with you? Man, my very first memory, literally the first thing I ever remember is being two years old in my babysitter's house pretending I was Spider-Man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think Spidey, there, there's a reason he became Marvel's flagship character for all of his flaws and all of his foibles and his insecurities. It's the whole power and responsibility thing. It, you know, it, it's something that's kind of stuck with me for my entire life. When uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movie came out, I, it was the movie I've been waiting for my entire life, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I will be a Spider-Man guy till the day I die, believe that. <laughs> you know, it's funny you bring up San Raimi's uh, Spider-Man, because I was thinking about that. And when you say, you know, like, uh, you know, Peter Parker as a character, not, you know, being the cool kid, not having money, not having, you know, the home life that, you know, you would maybe think, and, you know, having these real-world concerns that's what always made me really love those movies is because toby Maguire's peter parker was that you know it it showed the sadness yeah. it showed the other stuff he was never supposed to be the cool kid exactly and i, I love toby in that role and and i i love sam raimi's movies but i gotta be honest at this point tom holland will always be my peter parker i always felt like spider-man couldn't really be Spider-Man like he was in the comics without having that interaction with, with the rest of the heroes of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, the smartest thing Sony Pictures ever did was to make that deal. And, and it's really come to fruition. I think playing up the sort of almost father-son relationship or, or the mentorship role between Peter and, and Tony Stark was ingenious, that that didn't really exist in the comics, but it works out so well with the chemistry between Downey and Holland. And, uh, man, as much as I love Sam Raimi, his, his entire filmography, really, and as much as I love his movies, I can hardly even watch those movies anymore just because Holland is so dead on perfect. Yeah, no, I can I can agree with you there. Mike Floorwalker from uh, Looper.com and Grunge.com uh, joining me to talk about Stan Lee. What do you think, uh, you know, because when someone dies like this and, you know, has this just huge following, what, over the next couple of days, what do you expect to see in regards to Stan Lee? Other than, you know, the, oh, hey, there's never going to be anybody, any, you know, buddy like Stan Lee and that sort of thing. What, what else are people mm-hmm. going to bring up? Uh, I think there's already been this kind of enormous outpouring of, of emotion. You know, every single star in the MCU so far has taken to Twitter to talk about what Stan meant to them. And and I don't know that that that's a really good question. I think that in um, in the the days or weeks or, or months to come, that there might be sort of a, a reevaluation. I, I I would expect to see a lot of really writerly, you know, thousands of words long um, reflective pieces all over the internet <laughs> in the next week or month or so. It meant so much to so many people. And and again, not just comics people. Uh, um, uh, writers like myself and, and, and film guys and uh, people that were just so influenced by his and the Marvel bullpen's way of storytelling. Uh, I, I would expect to see people that you wouldn't necessarily expect uh, you know, come out and say, hey, look, you know, uh, this, this this might not be uh, 
a no-brainer, but but here's what Stan meant to me. You know, it's like I said, influence can't be overstated, man. Actually, I, I was thinking about this. Have you do you watch a lot of Netflix? Oh yeah. You know the uh, series, uh, the toys that made us. Yes. Don't you think that you know now that Stan's gone, that that would make a, a great type show on Netflix? Yeah, would. Yeah, would uh, absolutely. That's man. I might pitch that myself. Do it. Hey, I just just give me a writing cre- or an idea credit, or just let me be in the background holding a you know yeah, stack totally. of comic books. But no, I was yeah, thinking that of- actually would though just like the many the many facets of his work, and that that could absolutely be a documentary series. You might be onto something there. Well, I mean, you think about it. Stan had you know he'd been in the military. You know, like you said a little bit ago, he worked his way up through the ranks of you know, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, publishing and so on and so forth. Uh, You know, there's all the stuff with Jack Kirby, who really came up with what and so on, you know, and, you know, the sale of Marvel. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so Mm -hmm. much there to cover. It's kind of hard to put it all into, you know, a 10-minute podcast. But, man, I think I would love to watch that show. Yeah, yeah, 40, 50 years of really fascinating history. You're absolutely right. Um, But it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Netflix come up with something like that. They better do it before someone else does. Before Mike Floorwalker Industries uh, comes out with that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, Mike Floorwalker from... If they don't buy it, I'll pitch it to Hulu. There you go. Do it. Like I said, I just want to be in the background somewhere. Uh, Mike, there you go. Mike Floorwalker from uh, Looper.com and Grunge.com joining me to talk about Stan Lee. Uh, it, we couldn't have this conversation without going to the MCU and talking about all the cameos that uh, uh, that he was a part of during the movie run. And you know what? There was uh, uh, somebody put out a video of all his cameos and like Big Hero Six and you know some of the mm-hmm. uh, the Netflix series and and um, mm-hmm. uh, the cartoons and so on and so forth. Of all those cameos. Which one to you is the best? Because I have like one A and one B for much different reasons, but I want to hear yours first. Right? Actually, I kind of do too. Okay. Um, the uh, the Spider Man animated series from the nineties had uh, this. I believe it was a three episode long storyline with uh, all these Spider Men from different universes uh, uniting to stop Carnage. Uh, was sort of based on a comic storyline, but it, it was this, this huge thing where they all had to, you know, chase Carnage into this this alternate universe, and it just so happened to be a universe where Uncle Ben was still alive, and uh, Carnage had taken over Peter Parker, and it was <clears throat> Spider Carnage, you know, wreck, yeah. wrecking havoc, and and they had to get Uncle Ben to talk him down. And at the very end of that entire thing, Madam Web facilitated the whole thing sort of uh, gave us a little surprise because there there was one version of Peter Parker there who throughout the whole thing was just like, I'm just here as an observer. I'm not here to help. Uh, I'm, I'm just, just watching what's going on. Yeah. And it turned out that, that that guy was from this universe, ours. Yeah. And, uh, and Spidey actually ended up briefly visiting that universe and meeting Stan Lee and taking Stan swinging around the city. And, and it was actually Stan voicing himself, and I thought that was the coolest damn thing ever. Wow, all right, way to bring it home. But as far as the MCU goes, I think it pretty much has to be Civil War, because uh, the oh, whole the... Tony Stank thing. <laughs> I And Rhodey just like, yep, yep, right here. That, that was very good. <laughs> I'm going to go with... 
the the two like I said I've got like one A and one B and they're much different reasons why I why I think they're great. Uh, the first one was just funny to me was Age of Ultron when uh, he was like one of the veterans, and mm-hmm. they're at the party and Thor's talking about this you know this drink that uh, his booze he brought. <laughs> you know it's not meant for mortal men. Neither was right. Omaha Beach. Quit trying to scare us, Blondie. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> And, and, and then as he's stumbling away, yeah, yeah, I, I believe Stan actually says that was his favorite cameo of all at the MCU. Oh, really? Was it? I hadn't heard that. Yeah. So, yeah. but I just I thought that one was well written. It was funny, and it just I I just really liked it. But the the one that the other one that I, I put in is like one B from Guardians when uh, uh, they go shooting past the sky and there's Stan talking to the Watchers. Right. And here, let me explain why. Because the reason I like it, and I don't know if it was just Marvel paying, you know, doing fan service, or if it was mm-hmm. always part of the 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 plan, but it put mm-hmm. it put uh, uh, it put Stan Lee into a much different category as a watcher and uh-huh. an actual character, not just a cameo in all these. Right, and, and you're right. That had been a fan theory for quite some time, is that he's actually not doing a bunch of cameos. He's playing the same character in every movie. And, and yeah, but you're right. I don't know if that was just James Gunn saying, hey, let's give a little bit of fan service here, or if that had been, you know, the plan the whole time. But at the end of the day, I didn't think it really mattered, because, yeah, that one was pretty pretty perfect as well. It's like, right, yeah, we were right. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't know if that was Marvel just, you know, uh, paying service to his fans or if that was always part of the plan, but I, I, I always enjoyed it. So, all right, yeah, Mike yeah. Floorwalker from Grunge and Looper. Any final thoughts on Stanley? What can I say, man? There will never be another one like him. And, and, you know, maybe that's a good thing that his legacy will live on literally forever. You know, it's going to outlive all of us. And uh, sorry that he's gone, but I'm glad he was here. All right. Mike Floorwalker from grunge.com and looper.com joining me today. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.